The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. A girl, 22 years old, came from France a number of years ago, here to Eretz A good from girl, didn't speak a word, anything but French. Only spoke French. And she came here, she joined one of the, one of the kibbutz somewhere in Israel. And she tried, and she tried, and she tried to find her zivuk, to find the shidduch, and it wasn't going. And month after month was passing, it just wasn't happening. And she was getting more and more upset, more and more sad. She thought Eretzisrael was the place that she'd be able to find a shidduch. There's so much opportunity, people told her. And she went to different places to get different brachas. And at one point, somebody said to her, why don't you go and get, the Rosh, go and get a bracha from the Rosh Yeshiva, of Yeshiva Sanegev, of Yisrochameya, a very big, big tzaddik. Go get a bracha from him. Nothing to lose. So she goes and knocks on the door. She goes up, she goes up, and she goes to um, in Netivot where he lived. She knocks on the Shiva's door, and uh, the Bnei Beis say the family answer. She says, "I've come to get a bracha from the Rosh Shiva." And listen, the Rosh Shiva's not so well, not so feeling good. He's an older man. Uh, I, I can't let you in. She says, "You have to understand, please." You know, she's talking in French. There happened to be a girl there who spoke in French, so she was translating to the family members. You have to understand. I really need a bracha, and you're looking for a shenach. I'm getting older. I really need a bracha. So they said, okay, fine, you know what we'll do? We'll go inside and we'll ask the Rav. He can give you a bracha. He can't come out, he can't speak to you, but at least maybe he can give you a bracha from where he is. Fine. So they come out a couple of minutes later and he said, yeah, the Rosh Shiva sent a very, very warm bracha and he said, I'm going to give you an Eitzah. And the Eitzah is that every day for the next 30 days, open up a Tehillim and say chapter 8, chapter 13, chapter 22 and chapter 50. Say those every single day for the next 30 days, and in Mitzvah Shem you'll have a Yeshua. Okay, she's very happy to hear that. A bracha from a tzaddik, with also an Eitzah. She goes out, and she continues, and she does it. She comes back two months later, and she knocks on the door, and she says, I need to speak to the Rosh Hashiva. And they say, you have to understand, he's an older man, he's still sick, I can't let you in. She says, you don't understand. If the Rosh Hashiva will hear my news, he'll be a healthier person. They said, what is it? And again, there she is interpreting in French, talking in French to a girl there who's interpreting to somebody else. And she says, I became a kala. I followed the instructions of the Rosh Hashiva. I did what he said. I became a kala. And I want to tell the Rosh Hashiva. And they went to tell the Rosh Hashiva. He wasn't able to come out, but he said, Mazel Tov, he gave a lot of brachas. Just before she left, somebody said to the girl, this is the girl who was translating, she said, tell me something. Do you read Hebrew? So the girl says, no, I don't read Hebrew. So how did you say those to Hillen every single day? She says, what do you mean? I followed the Rav's instructions to the T. I opened up a Tehillim. I said, God, I'm saying chapter 8, chapter 13, chapter 22, and chapter 50. And lo and behold, Chosh gave me a Shidduch. You know what that means? That means that we don't necessarily have to understand. Of course, it's good to understand, and we should understand, and we should work in understanding. But here's someone that had such pure emunah, such pure faith in her tefillah, that a Kosh answered her. And every single one of us have the same opportunity every time we walk into the base Medrash, or even when we're at home, and we open up a siddha, even if we don't open up a siddha. But we, Rabbi Taps famously said, once heard this from me, he said, he said he once was at a medical conference with army doctors, a whole bunch of army doctors that were sitting around, and they were telling over stories and one of them said over the following thing. He said, they were sent over to Lebanon on a mission, a very dangerous mission. 
And he was a senior high-ranking military doctor. That was his job. And he went into Lebanon. And he was the only doctor. There was one paramedic there. And there was one doctor. He was the doctor. Senior doctor on this very dangerous mission. Soon after they crossed over the border, one of the soldiers that was in his unit was very, very badly injured. The doctor, which was himself, told telling over the story, saying, I assessed the situation and I called for a helicopter. We need to take the soldier out. We cannot continue the mission in this way. And he made the following evaluation. He said, this is how it was. This man, this soldier that got hurt, needs a doctor. I need to go with him or he will die. I need to be with him in the ambulance. I need to be with him together in the helicopter on the way to the hospital. And that way he has a chance of living. But if I go with him, I'm leaving the rest of the unit in Lebanon with one paramedic. And that's not good enough. And the chances are one will be hurt. And who knows what will happen. And he said, and he said, I'm a not religious person. I'm not a religious Jew. I don't practice anything. I was in a situation I didn't know what to do. Do I go with the soldier in the ambulance, in the helicopter, and hopefully he'll live? And leave everybody? Or do I leave him and stay with the rest of the unit? And I was in that situation, I didn't know what to do. So for the very first time, I picked up my head, I looked at Shomayim, and I said, Rabbi you've got to help me here. You've got to help me. I don't know what to do. And he said, at that moment, he said over the Maisa, at that moment, a whole fleet of helicopters came and landed in Lebanon, took everybody inside, and they all left. And he said he understood and he appreciated at that moment what the Koyach of Tzvela is. I recently had the opportunity to sit in a taxi. It's not something I always do. I have a car, but I was in a taxi. And you know, a taxi can always be a very interesting, interesting episode. And a taxi driver, as I get inside, started talking. Says, Rabbi, I have a story for you. I said, great. Okay, I got my pen out, got my paper out. I'm ready to go. Off we go. Shoot. So he starts telling me, I'm 45 years old. I haven't got a shidduch. I don't know what to do. Doesn't look a very religious guy. He says, I, I, I called my rabbi. Right? Again, no yarmulke. Doesn't look like a very religious guy. I called my rabbi. Rabbi, what do I do? And the rabbi said to me, very simple. Did you ever talk to Hashem? I'm not, I'm not religious. I'm not Haredi. You know, I don't do those things. The rabbi said to him, start talking to Hashem. And he said to me, he told me this. He said, I started from that day talking. I didn't have to daven. I didn't know anything. But I started talking to Hashem. And the moment I started talking to Hashem, I felt a relationship, I felt a connection. And he said, one month later, he told me this himself, 30 days later I was engaged. He was a 45-year-old man. He started talking to Hashem. He started to develop a relationship with the Rabbi Nishalayim. That's what a person has to realize. 